listening to the Multifamily Podcast, brought to you by Ron Ruiz and Martin Canchola, co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency, where we discuss current multifamily and real estate trends, apartment marketing strategies, and speak with some of the most influential thought leaders shaping the multifamily industry today. All right, welcome back to the Multifamily Podcast with your hosts, Martin and Ron. I'm Martin. Ron. Hey, what's going on, Ron? What's been what's been going on with you? Anything new? Uh, not much. Just getting through the year. I can't believe we're already in May. <laughs> yeah, well, happy, happy uh, belated birthday as well. You just celebrated a birthday. Thank you. Yes, 21. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I know. And we just got back from AIM Apartment Internet Marketing as well. So lots going on there, right? Lots going on. Yeah. So, but Back-in-fly. today... Yeah, today we're discussing actually multifamily social media. Uh, you know, that happened a little bit ago. That's uh, located in Napa at the Meritage. Um, so, you know, for those that don't know about the multifamily social media summit and um, how long that's been going on, maybe we should give them a little, a little uh, information on that. So um, why do the multifamily professionals love the multifamily social media summit so much in Napa? Well, I would say because it's in Napa, first and foremost, <laughs> it's not a hard draw to get people out to wine country, uh, internationally known wine country, that is. Um, but actually, I think if you're asking me, I think it's really the content. Um, this year, we celebrated the 10th anniversary. I can't believe that. Yeah. Um, we've been attending for, I believe, about 10 years. Yeah, because I even joined before we started Apartment SEO. So um, it's a great draw. I think people from all over the country come out. Again, as I mentioned, it's in Napa, so that's not a bad thing. But what I like about it personally is the fact that they have a, um, it's almost like a single track. So you're in sessions with like-minded professionals. Uh, Mm -hmm. They have like an early track the day before. And so as you're in and around the conference, you could have, you know, very educated conversations with everyone. And it really just inspires, you know, a a lot of thought. Um, they also have a great, uh, and it actually really, uh, we were bursting at the seams, if you remember, in the trade show. Remember? So uh, there were so many people there. It was pro- the highest attendance, I understand. I don't remember the exact number, but it, I think it was 400 plus people. Um, so the trade shows were booming. So anybody who's never attended, I think you would love it for the content itself. Uh, they stay pretty dedicated to the social media and uh, uh, neighboring space. But also, if you're a industry partner and you want to get your name out there, you want to meet and greet new people, that's definitely the place to be. Um, and the cool thing is that they actually raised funds for Ukraine. I thought that was really special for a conference to acknowledge what's going on in the world. Um, there's so many causes out there, but that definitely is one that's front row center. And I think you, what did you say, Martin? How much did they raise? It was, it was over five figures. I know it was well yeah. over $10,000. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Know, it went well above that with everyone pitching in. Um, you know, the founders and the founders of Multifamily Social Media Summit, I think at least one of them, Adam, yeah, founder and CEO of Esteem Media. Also, they had a, a pretty nice advisory uh, board. You know, you had Karen yeah. Polonsky, Robert Gastiger. Uh, so there's tons of tons of great talent and people in the industry that hopefully we could probably have a lot of these heavy hitters on the podcast one day, right? Uh, so, we would, of course, we'd uh, love that. that is, Those are all our friends. <laughs> definitely part of the plan to get them on here and, you know, start, start talking about, you know, what they got going on, some of their... Uh, origin stories and where they're at today and where they see the multifamily industry, you know, going overall. Uh, you want to talk about maybe the venue? Yeah. So the venue is actually at the Meritage, as you mentioned, in Napa. It's probably one of the, the I think it is actually the biggest uh, conference center in Napa. So we're kind of bursting at the seams there, I understand. Uh, it's been, when we've looked at other venues from like Sonoma, I know that it's hard to find something that could accommodate our group size. 
And so it's pretty amazing. They have a bowling alley. They even have like condos next door that they are, it's part of the group that you could have that. So not to plug it for vacation purposes, but Hey, if you want to get there uh, for a conference and, or turn it into a vacation, sometimes I stay into the weekend. We have a really fun um, wine bash at the end. So it, it's just fun. And, and the if, after, and the after parties, yeah, the little after parties and the bowling with, with all the industry, that's always just a good time. And, and you always yeah. have somebody have some, just so much good camaraderie and, and just good times with which is hanging out with you know good people and good drinks for sure yeah the synergy is always amazing there like i said i think it's really because you have you you're talking with like-minded professionals obviously but again that single track i think really helps at least that's one of my favorite parts it feels intimate but very powerful yeah um yeah and if you for those that don't know about it you want to check it out it's uh, multifamilysocialmedia.com you might have to um multifamily-social-media.com and actually that's the fun that's funny you say that ron because we actually helped them uh get um get multifamily social media uh, oh good yeah remember so we do have that now or they have it whenever they put in the uh, you can put in the clean url multifamilysocialmedia.com or they have their actual one which goes to multi-social-media.com um, but multifamilysocialmedia.com will take you straight to the uh, the actual website, 100%. Yeah, and typically it's in first quarter. It's around, typically it's the end of January. This year it was in March. We've Obviously, um, all conferences have had to move around because of uh, catching up from the pandemic. So I believe they're going to continue to keep it in uh, first quarter next year. So sign yeah. on up. Yep. It's going to be March 2023. And I did read that just before. Oh, good. Um, so what we can do is just make sure when it is up and coming, we'll put it out there. We'll even give you like our, our code for, you know, buying tickets and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you do hear about it from the multifamily podcast, we'd love for you to you know check it out and let us know how you like it. For sure. So with that being said, what were your favorite sessions, Martin, that you were able to have a chance to attend? Yeah, I actually got a, a good chance to attend a handful of them. I was able to attend the keynote with Andrew Davis and his topic was around embrace constraints and spark creativity. And he had a couple of really good examples. I know as apartment SEO, when we first started up, you know, we had to embrace the constraints and really spark creativity, um, you know, because we weren't, um, you know, crazy funded with um, funded, yeah. capital is all bootstrapped, you know, self-funded um, and to this day. stuff. Right. So um, they had some good case studies. Uh, one was a, a, she was a flower producer. She, she sold flowers. She produced them in Ecuador. And when COVID hit, uh, everything shut down. And so what they did was to embrace constraints and spark creativity was they created a COVID center for producing the flowers instead of doing larger bouquets. They actually did smaller bouquets, so less volume at a higher markup. Um, and that actually worked out really well for them. And so actually I do a little flower farming on the side. So that, you know, hearing their story and hearing about Ecuador and all the flowers they produce, they were even showing some proteas and different uh, flowers there, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but that was a really good story that really hit personally for me that I got a lot of good insights from. And then they also had a, another story in there. So there was a, a resort, a farm resort where you could Airbnb and, you know, enjoy the great outdoors and, and enjoy, enjoy the farm life. Um, but when COVID hit all the, um, reservations went dead. Uh, so they had to think outside the box. They got the team together into like a little round table. And one person had the great idea of, you know, go to meeting, you know, the Zooms, everyone was starting to do them. And it got a little boring at times where everyone was just on a Zoom meeting. They wanted to lively it up. So they had the idea of making the go to meeting uh, service where you could literally hire a goat to come in on your Zoom meetings and make them a little bit more funner. And they earned over a million dollars in doing this 
uh, initiative for big companies all around you know the nation and probably around the world. It's awesome. <laughs> so I thought that was very funny being in uh, some of the farm stuff. I like. um, <laughs> exactly. But in actual internet marketing, uh, there was a topic on video, a new world of opportunity yeah. that was presented by Dave Hoffman. And he was speaking on YouTube, uh, YouTube ads. So I wanted to really touch on some of those things that I think is really important for, you know, everyone part of the multifamily podcast community really needs to hear. I think YouTube overall is highly underutilized in the multifamily industry. And even though uh, search, so Google ads running a search campaign, the cost per click on those is still probably a couple bucks, three bucks, five, six dollars. If you're talking like really high in some competitive metros, like maybe uh, New York, maybe uh, Seattle. But in the scheme of things, the cost per clicks are still pretty low. When you go into other industries like attorneys, plumbers, uh, the cost per clicks for them is usually anywhere from 30, 60, 90 plus dollars per click. So overall, the multifamily industry still has it really good with cheap search traffic from Google ads. Um, but if even with the prices, they're still going to rise over time. So YouTube ads is a great way to diversify your traffic and bring down your overall average cost per click uh, for paid advertising. And it tends to be very powerful with driving more organic uh searches for your actual brand itself. So if somebody sees your YouTube ad for your community, uh, they're more likely to actually type it in organically and find you on Google business profile after that. Um, so really pushing that with our clients. Also, Google ads is even launching a beta for a video builder for YouTube ads. So a lot of times why our clients don't want to even do YouTube ads because they don't have any kind of cinematic video or any video at all to create the content. So that can be a real challenge to getting them to, through the door for even doing YouTube ads. So the YouTube builder will actually help with that process and help create a video for them so they can upload it straight to YouTube ads and start generating that traffic. Um, next is actually YouTube organic. So having a community YouTube channel where you could upload videos, little videos, and have each video focus around a specific keyword. There's a lot of opportunities there because of Google's universal search engine. They're not only indexing blogs, websites, they're also indexing videos, PDFs, and even PowerPoint presentations. So making sure you have a good mix of content where your competitors might not have content is gonna give you a little bit of an edge. Of course, TikTok is all the rage, even at AIM, the Apartment Internet Marketing Conference. It seems like everyone was talking about TikTok and trying to decipher the code of TikTok and, and how do agencies yeah. do it or how do we even offer it, right? How do we figure that out? And I think whoever figures that out, Ron, is really gonna make a big splash in this industry. Um, I know, you know we have our... our Frankie, who's our TikTok superstar, and we're hoping to get him on the uh, podcast as well to really reveal everything and how the multifamily industry can really use it. But YouTube Shorts is just like TikTok, short videos, and over time, those little videos will be indexable by Google, just like TikTok videos, just like Instagram videos. All the hashtags that are being used on these are being indexed by Google for specific pages. So if you have local hashtags like DTLA apartments hashtag for um, any of these platforms, there's a good chance over time they're going to start ranking and start showing a visual carousel of some of these type of searches. So being a part of this um, is really going to be where you're going to want to be. And, and if you're not there, uh, you're missing out on a big opportunity and you just don't want to miss the boat on this one. So what's your take on video, Ron? Where do you see this going for the multifamily industry over the years? Yeah, it's funny because I'm chuckling in, internally as you're talking because I remember when I was at the site level and in marketing for uh, property management companies, um, having a very pixelated video that we thought was phenomenal. Then I went to For Rent and I remember we were trying to, uh, we had a video guy who would go and take videos 
of your property for you as one of the value adds or even an upsell opportunity at for rent. Yeah. And so where we started with video and where we're headed, I think is truly unique. You mentioned about TikTok and about the shorts. I think where video is going to answer the question is short digestible videos that the consumer could look at and really picture themselves there. I think that uh, we talked about in the first episode that because of the pandemic, we really, you know, had to like advance ourselves in how we're going to not only market, but also like engage with the uh, prospective resident. So video could really help with that. I mean, we went into live videos, um, you know, like Zoom type meetings. That's kind of a video format, right? for uh, engaging the prospect into why they want to live at your community. So not only on the mar- on the marketing ads side of things, but just as a consumer experience side of things, I think people really need to relook at video. We did hear about TikTok, as you mentioned. And I think the other thing about that is that, especially with the TikTok presentation, which was great, um, many people are yet to, and this, I think this is a global thing, many people are yet to find the power of video and see where the ROI comes from. So I think that with that, I think our industry really needs to step up and any marketer really out there and understand the, the power, again, just with the TikTok, for example, it doesn't have to be long, it doesn't have, it could be short and sweet, but what we're still trying to find out is Uh, because it seems like the cost could still be there. So you really need to get over that, (laughs) find some money, you know, um, move some monies around to make sure that you have those digital assets that are so needed and then really use them. I I think you mentioned before, Martin, even in the video, you could use much like podcast, you could use a video, you could use the audio, you could use it for ads, you could use it for your website, your marketing opportunities. There's just so transfer exactly there's so many yeah blogs there's so many things that you could use with video and as we know being google premier partners google is constantly telling us youtube 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 right and to your point it doesn't have to be expensive so i think that's where video is going um i think we need to give some more love to it um it i think it behooves you and uh, i know for us even as a company we're looking at doing upgrading our videos as well so i'm excited oh yeah (laughs) So there, I know there was a, a changing gears a little bit. There was a session driving better outcomes with Facebook um, using custom audiences. I know there's so many things about fair housing laws and stuff. Can you speak on any of that? Yeah, so uh, definitely Facebook had some good stuff. I know Facebook and Google Ads, they've done some major upgrades to their platforms to make it pretty hard to violate fair housing now because they will <laughs> essentially just shut it down if yeah. there's anything that violates it based on their AI and their programs on the back end. So the person speaking on Facebook, he used to work at Facebook, but now he works at a like at an agency level or something like some kind of uh, technology. Um, but he was talking about different items you could do around s- custom audiences and even similar audiences. And so I wanted to highlight some things on the Google Ads side that I personally know um, you can do without violating fair housing. So on the Google Ads side uh, for targeting, you're still allowed to target household income, home ownership status, uh, education, and similar audiences as well. So by keeping within those parameters, uh, you're still keeping good within fair housing. Uh, So being able to test out some of those different variables will definitely be good to to trial out because then you can get more targeted marketing uh, and essentially just get better traffic overall. So if you're not using any of these types of targeting, it's something that you're going to want to utilize. And if you can't obviously working with an agency can help you or um, a Google rep if you guys have that too. 
Yeah, for sure. You got to stay out of trouble. That's the bottom line. And I'm, there's it's 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 a curse, but it's also a, a good thing that they are. Um, we're governed by so many um, rules, right? Yeah. We want to make sure that we're staying out of trouble. <laughs> so I know, Martin, you gave a presentation, which I was so excited at. We're always proud to have you uh, be selected as a guest speaker at these national conferences. Um, yours was on GBP, the former GMB. Uh, do you want to share some takeaways on those? Yeah, totally. Down with GBP. It's so much harder to say that than GMB, GMB, Google Business. Or yeah. Yeah, GMB always had a nicer flow. GBP, not so much, but that's what we're having to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, the, the presentation was great. Um, I have really three t- key takeaways, even though there's a lot of slides there. Um, it, it, you know, to make sure everyone listening to this podcast, you know, I know you weren't there, but this is probably definitely the top three that I would definitely want to speak on. Uh, new Google business profile verification process. So for new verifications, new constructions, and new lease ups, um, you might be finding a little bit of a different uh, process or new loopholes you're having to jump through. Uh, so Google's now, because they want to fight spam in different industries outside of multifamily, like locksmiths, maybe plumbers, maybe even attorneys, what these industries will do is set up a lot of fictitious business locations and set up Google business profiles all around the map to get a lot of organic traffic. And so Google's trying to fight spam by doing this right here. So for the multifamily industry, we don't really do any kind of crazy spam uh, stuff, really, I would say, because we're all based on a physical location. We have an address. We're going to have our own phone number. So we'll be able to verify things like videoing the office, showing promotional materials, and also proving uh, ownership with the business license. So those are some of the three um, items you're going to need to probably use, need to have to verify a lot of new listings. Um, if you're able to verify it without this, that's great, but it is something you're going to want to be on the lookout for because any new listings or new construction Google business profiles, you're probably going to have to go through the new verification process, but it shouldn't be that hard because you should have everything that you need unless you're in a new construction mode where that can be a lot more difficult. Um, so that will be the challenge, though, for, for new construction and figuring out some of the processes there. Uh, next, Google Business Profile and Google Ads having the connection for the call extension. So in Google Ads, you have different ad extensions you can add, like site link extensions to link to different pages on the website. Uh, you also have the call extension, and that's... Um, and also the location extension. So what we're doing here is we're making sure that Google Business Profile is connected to your Google Ads with the location extension. And then also the Google call forwarding number that they give you in Google Ads is also placed on the back end of Google Business Profile. So when you log into Google Business Profile in the back end, you could put your Google Ads forwarding number from that extension. This way you can get full attribution for that conversion and you can see what traffic's coming from the Google Ads and going to Google Business Profile and converting. So that's another important one. Uh, last one is a big one. The certain category that you pick for the Google business profile, a lot of before we were focusing on apartment building, that was the number one category you would select. But in the recent past, Google made an update to apartment building category, treating it more like a hotel resort, meaning that they want to see that open 24 seven, 24 hours a day. Uh, so you weren't able to edit, or if you did edit your hours, they would revert it back. So if you are having this problem, just get rid of the apartment building category and switch it to apartment complex. That is the new main category that we are using. Even though complex is not the ideal word that we yeah, want we to use. We don't like that word. Yeah, we don't, we know that, but Google apparently does not know that yet, but that is the main category that you're going to want to use to have controller control over your hours. 
Um, and that is huge, right? So I know a lot of the industry has been really hurting on that part. So that will fix that problem all in all right there. So <laughs> that's yeah, pretty much it. I know you got a lot of aha moments uh, at that when you said that yep. we, and, and even comments about the complex word. <laughs> yep. It doesn't have to be complex. How's that? Yeah, but uh, no, it was uh, it was a great experience overall. I love speaking at the conference. I love meeting new people. And, you know, it's, it, and it's a good mix of people. The most attendees ever. You do have a lot of people that come there year after year, but then you always have a new group of just uh, first timers, and then they they continue on, and we build like this nice little social media multifamily community. So, the the community is strong, and it's ten years old, and so I'm I'm looking forward to see where where it goes over the next decade. Absolutely, no, for sure, we're very proud to be part of it. So, any any closing thoughts, Ron, on on your end? Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody listening today. Uh, we definitely want to have, like I mentioned, some digestible bites for you guys. Today was built in and around the social media conference, and uh, things going on here. Uh, any feedback you guys have for us, we're very much open. Hopefully, uh, most of our audience knows how to reach us. Uh, if you don't, we have information on uh, afterwards. But I just think that uh, we're really focused on bringing information to the forefront, uh, sharing some insight uh, coming from Martin and some other guest speakers that we're going to have. Speaking of guest speakers, if there's anybody in the audience that has a topic they'd like to discuss or be a guest speaker themselves or know someone who is a really good uh, speaker and has things to share. Our world is moving fast. We know that. That's why we rebooted the podcast. Um, we want to get some good digestible information out there. There's a lot of noise also in and around marketing, multifamily, all of the above. So we want to kind of be an authoritative figure to help bring the, uh, the right news to you. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of myself and Martin. Yeah, well, so there you have it. So if you need to reach out to us, you can go to multifamilypodcast.com. And you can send us, you know, your contact info and any ideas you have for the podcast or any questions. Also, please don't hesitate to leave us a transparent review on iTunes or any other podcasting yeah. platform, you know, Spotify and some of the other ones, you know, feel free to be transparent. We're always trying to improve the experience. Uh, you know, I just updated my mic here. We're doing things, little things here. Every show, we're going to try to make little enhancement to make the experience a little bit better. So, um, you know, feel free to also get your free marketing analysis. If you have any kind of community website, you want to get a benchmark and see where, where you guys and how you're performing now, go to apartmentseo.com and feel free to submit a free marketing analysis. And, you know, we can personally review it together. Um, so, yeah, that's all I have. So until next time, I guess we'll catch you later. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, Ron. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily Podcast, brought to you by co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency with your hosts, Ron Ruiz and Martin Kinchola. Join us again next time as we continue to bring you the latest and greatest in the multifamily industry.